1: Welcome to the Soul of Enterprise, Business and the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by Sage, energizing business builders around the world to the imagination of our people and the power of technology. I'm Ron Baker, along with my good friend and Age Institute colleague and co-host Ed Kless, and on today's show, we are doing the Subscription Business Model, Part 2. Welcome, Ed. Hey, Ron. How are you doing? I am great. How are you?
2: I, you know, a little tired. I was teaching project management to accountants this week
1: yes you were
2: (laughs) (laughs) which is awesome it is awesome it is awesome it's a lot of fun and and uh get a chance to to do that but um it's 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 fun opening up some minds i saw some light bulbs going off so it's always good to do that but i but i'm suffering from a little bit of a cough so apologize to the audience if every once in a while i start to hack at you but i will try to i'll try to keep hitting my mute button where where appropriate
1: no problem. Well, Ed, back uh, last month, uh, it was November 9th, actually, and we'll put a link to this episode. It was episode 217. We talked about the subscription economy business model and we talked about the book Subscribed. Mm-hmm. And since then, I have read another book called The Automatic Customer. And the subtitle is Creating a Subscription Business in Any Industry. All these guys think this model is agnostic in terms of industry, so uh, I think that's to expand book sales. I'm not sure, but uh, (laughs) John Warlow uh, wrote this book in 2015, so it's a little bit older than the book Subscribed that we talked about on the last show, but I found it to be really good, and what I really liked about it is he proposed nine subscription business models that uh, we want to walk through the day but just you know one thing i really liked about uh, john's book was that he talked about that this is the subscription model dates back to the 1500s when european yeah. map publishers subscribed to future editions
2: yeah <laughs> this is so in other words not new right not, it's not new, new.
1: Hard to find something new under the sun. Right. Yep, um, yeah, yeah, but, uh, and of course newspapers and magazines started in the 17th century in Europe, uh, with the subscription model. And then I have to say my first book, uh, the professional's guide to value pricing that went through six editions, was also a script, a subscription model because it was Harcourt brace and they, you know, published the tax guides and the gap guides and you subscribe to those. And the new one came out every year. And my book—that's why my book went through six editions. And so you kind of subscribed and forgot. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's and that. That book was pretty pricey, as I recall. It started out at seventy-nine, but then it ended up at like one hundred and fifty. And it sold over forty thousand copies. And the reason it did was because of the subscription model. So that should tell you something.
2: Hmm. <laughs> So in other words, what you're saying, there's a lots of copies of that book sitting on shelves that the binding has not cracked up.
1: Absolutely. And in (laughs) fact, I've heard from some of those people over the years. Uh, Uh, Brent Brent Yukon being one of them that, you know, hey, why did this book sit on my shelf? Because you were subscribed to it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So pretty interesting. But uh, the other thing that I really liked uh, about this particular book, The Automatic Customer, was he quotes uh, Vijay Ravendran from Amazon Prime. And he said it was never about the $79. It was really about changing people's mentality so they wouldn't shop anywhere else. And that, that's what I find so innovative and, and so compelling about this model is it, it ties you to the, to the, to the company in, mm-hmm. in a very dramatic way, kind of like the airline loyalty programs.
2: Right. Oh yeah. No. Absolutely. And 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 I think we've talked about this on er, previous shows, but it's well worth repeating because this is such an important point. In and that Rory Sutherland brings up this up in his his talk, which is entitled What "My Marketing Is So Efficient It No Longer Works." Is that the name? I think yes. that's the name yes. of it, right? Yep. Yeah. Yes. And and he he talks about this notion of why this is important, and and he's you know as Rory is wont to do, has a great graphic or slide and the slide is one times seven doesn't equal seven times one. Right. And I, and it, it's first it's startling. Cause he's like, what do you, what, is, what does he mean by that? But the, what it, what, what he means is, is that, that, that $79 price, which it's now, I think 150 actually 149. So it's gone up, but the, the, that $79 price that gave you f- free shipping was and it it had its absolute desired and intended effect on me. There is there's no question that it did, because it, what it what it allowed me then as a customer of Amazon to do is not worry about oh I need to like to save this to my cart. Let me wait until I have four <laughs> or five things that I want to order, right. and then order them all so that I can get the shipping. You know, so that I get a reduced shipping price because if I order stuff together, right. And I can remember having conversations with my wife where we're like, okay, well, we're going to place an Amazon order in two weeks or in a week. So start thinking of stuff that you want want, want there. And, and now my <laughs> habit is I think of something, I fire up the app, boom,
1: order it. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't even think <laughs> I want paper clips. Yeah,
2: sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's bizarre. It's really bizarre. It is
1: bizarre. Yes, I agree. And it's so true, though, and and uh, that 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 is a big big benefit from from this. Like he says, you know, it it increases the value of your largest asset, um, which is your well. It, customers aren't assets, but you know what he means. Your your revenue base, mm-hmm. and it 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 really does do that. And yeah, I love that, Rory. That 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 equation is is mind bending.
2: And it's important to note that it's it's not free because, and I think this is Rory too. He says someplace in another talk, he says if it was so successful, why didn't they just make it free? Right. Is it because it, because it's it's not about free? It was like it was being in a club, right? Yep. It was yeah. about being at the club and the Amazon Prime Club, and it, it, it wouldn't have had value unless they made you pay for it. And then, of course, what they've done with, with uh, their, their music subscription and, and Amazon Prime, uh, man in the high castle, Ron um, – <laughs> You know, we're, 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 we're just, you know, that I'm going to, I'm going to be checking those sites for the, 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 the quote free music or the subscribe to music and the subscribe to shows and, 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 and movies and not have to worry about it. And it, it has absolutely tied me much, much closer to Amazon than I ever was. And I was already pretty close
1: and you know that's another kind of hidden thing with this model too is it forces you to constantly delight and surprise and innovate with your customer base and if you think about amazon prime with shows like man in the high castle or music bringing you new titles new content netflix is why netflix is spending something like 12 billion dollars ed on content that, you know, that's bigger than any movie studio. In fact, I, th- I think I read somewhere it's bigger than all the movie studios combined. <laughs> this is Netflix. Unbelievable. <laughs> you, you know, if you would have said that 20 years ago in Hollywood, you would have been laughed out of town. 20? Probably down 10. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it, it's just amazing to me. <laughs> so there, this, this model has definitely got legs. It's really, really powerful. And... I, again, what I really appreciated about this book was that he gives you the nine subscription business models. But is there anything else that you wanted to kind of say about this? Because you know, I think the seven times one, one times seven. Can you kind of unpack that a little bit more? Because that that's such an important point.
2: Yeah, and I, thanks for getting back to that because I, I I talked about it, but I didn't didn't quite fully explain it. And that is I, okay. So I I I pay effectively I pay once the seventy nine dollars. For the un, unlimited shipping, meaning I, I, I can make seven orders and it doesn't matter. Right. Right. As opposed to the seven times one, which is the saving up of the seven items so that I can place one order. Right. Right. To save on the shipping. So uh, either way I'm saving a quote, saving on the shipping. Uh, but in, in, in the one case, I, it, I made not to worry about it at least, at least in my mind, because here's the thing. I, I, I I don't think that I ever, it ever even crossed the threshold of my brain to say, how much am I actually paying in shipping for Amazon? Right. Right. right? Like, I don't even, was it more than $79? Might not have been. I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You never went back and looked at it and analyzed <laughs> never, it and did a never, ne- yeah. never, never looked at it. Right. Never looked at it. Never even thought about it. Just said, oh, that sounds like a good deal. B- boom. Let's do this. Right because it it did take that worry away. And then I so that that that's really unpacking that. But the the other thing I want to just mention is the show that we did on on ten So Cho's book, uh, subscribed, I've gotten a ton of feedback about yes. that one already. And I yeah. and I and we we continue to see that happen on social media. And you and I have talked about this uh, on on our on our bonus episodes, but then also just in the conversations that we've had. This this is this is the topic going forward. This this is the topic for for 2019 at
1: least. It is, and and Ed, just one more thing on that equation. I mean, I think the other point that Rory was making wasn't it that was was that there is a difference between one customer buying seven times, or you know, it's a, a one customer buying seven things and or seven things for one customer i I forget exactly how he put it but even though the math's the same the customers are different in those equations and that's what he was really trying to point out and what's really cool about the subscription economy is you know the difference between that one times seven and seven times one customer you know who they are Uh and so you can tailor your marketing and the other things that you do and your communications to, to that particular customer's actual habits. Right. Because even though they show up mathematically the same on a report, they are not mathematically the same, you know, in their buying behavior.
2: hmm Yep. Yeah, And, you know, and, and Rory is the, of course, the master of that. And, 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 and also all of the behavioral economists, what we've learned from the behavioral economists about that, how those things change. Uh, but, the, but the other thing I wanted to mention, Ron, and then we'll, I'll, I'll take us to our break, but what is the, what, and you mentioned about this book, I think part of the challenge, and we'll begin to unpack this on today's show, is the subscription model isn't one model. Right? right? it's it, it is not just one ubiquitous. It's uh, everything falls under one. And I think that that far too many people think that when we say moving to a subscription model, we mean paying for something on a monthly basis that that you know, just taking taking the price that it was, dividing it by twelve and making it into twelve even payments. That is not what we're talking about at all, but we'll have have more on that when we return. I want to remind you that you can get a hold of Ron or me by sending an email to asktsoe at Varisage.com. Of course, the website, The Soul of Enterprise, where you can get show notes as well as previews to upcoming shows. Love for you to get out there and, and take a look, comment on all of the, the, the notes that we do make out there. And also remind you of our Patreon site, patreon.com slash tsoe. But right now, a word from our sponsor and the folks who handle our social media so aptly for us, leading results.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Is your website just a brochure or is it your best salesperson? If your site
2: is not the best lead generation tool you have, we should talk. We are leading
0: results.
3: We're tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise.
1: Well, welcome back, everybody. We're doing the subscription business model part two, and we're talking specifically about the book The Automatic Customer by John Warlow. And Ed, in this book, he lays out nine subscription business models. and I thought it'd be worth some time just to kind of go through them and talk a little bit about them. Some of them are obvious and mm-hmm. and uh, some of them, I think many of our listeners would would be paying for in mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. one form or another. And the first one, of course, is the membership website model. And this was the traditional you know Wall Street Journal, New York Times, The Economist Financial Times subscription, where you just pay to be able to read content, you know, beyond, behind their firewall, probably get less ads and maybe even more specific content. Like if you have a favorite journalist or whatever, you might see writings that, that don't make it to the magazine or, or on the website, on the free side of the website, those those types of things. So you don't remember of any of those? I mean, yeah I am,
2: I am yep yeah. and and uh, you know it's in- interesting because you know this is I, I, I re- th- this is again, as you said, traditionalists just pay, paying for online content would you previously played paid, paid for, for mostly for print, right? But even then they, they they have added on, as you said, this bonus material, right where you know you might you might get an article that doesn't appear in the print subscription at all. And then certainly just access to the the hyperlinks. You know, I, I, I can't tell you what the value of a hyperlink is. It's pretty important to me, right? One of the reasons why I am a member of these things is because because uh, when they do refer to other stories, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the economist Ron, that does this extraordinarily effectively. Right. Yep. Where if they have yes. a two or three part article or they reference something in, in a previous issue, they do a really good job of linking back to it. So you're linking to your own private content like we usually you know, mention, hey, you know, the, the, uh, as you said, we've done this previous show. We'll put a link in our show notes to that. Well, the whole notion is the reason why we're doing that is because we want you to go listen to that other show as well. Sure. Right. Um, and I, you know, and that's something that you couldn't do with the, with the paper model. And so I, I think that that, that this it's, it's an interesting thing. What I find, and I'd like to, I want to ask you a little bit about this. Why were wall street journal, New York times, what did you mention? Financial times and the economist. Okay. Why were they able to make the leap, but others aren't, for example, the, <laughs> There, I, I don't know. Somebody sent me a link a couple of weeks ago to something that was in the Orange County. Is it the Orange County Register? It's, mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. it's a that had a had a paywall right mm-hmm, behind it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I got. Excuse me, I got pissed off. Right, right, right. Like, yep, but yep. but when the New York Times does it to me, I'm like, oh, okay, I understand.
1: <laughs> right, right, <laughs> and and I think the New York Times was the first to do it, or at least one of the first, or maybe they were the first that grew the biggest at, at a particular point in time or the mm-hmm. fastest. But you're right. The Economist, uh, you know, I'm I subscribe to the Economist, and and their digital content is phenomenal. Uh, and I and I've read different theories about this. Ed about why some have been able to do it and others have not. One one component I think is their back content. What some of these people have realized is it's the older content that's worthwhile. Mm. <laughs> you know, because you want to go back in the archives, maybe historians or scholars doing research or whatever. And, you know, New York Times Economist, others have this incredible rich content going back decades. And that that's a value proposition that probably the Orange County Register can't match as well. Right. <laughs> uh, <You> think? <laughs> uh, the other thing is, the you know, the, their um, their journalists and their writers are a little bit more well known and kind of celebrities sure. somewhat in their own right. Yep. You know, they publish books and a lot of them are good best-selling books and so those are some of the reasons i've heard why these uh, specific uh, agencies have been able to do it national review for instance if you subscribe to them you get access to specific content chat sessions that you can have with with the editors and also links to special events that only you know subscribers can go to and And think tanks have done this too for years as, mm-hmm. as we've known but um so a membership website model is is definitely um, probably the most ubiquitous, I would think, or the ones that we're most familiar with.
2: It's, a, it's, it's certainly the one of the more easy to understand, right? For sure, yeah. yep.
1: And then the second one he lays out is the all you can eat library model and this these are things like spotify and rdo and rhapsody and of course netflix and i guess in some respects you'd put prime in here too prime probably crosses over a couple of these different i was gonna nine. say prime, <laughs> prime 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 definitely
2: cuts across a number of these because this is yeah. just specifically you know the content and interesting that okay so what 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 do you think uh, you know and i did not read the book this is what 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 is different between the membership website and the all you can eat library model from your perspective? Cause I mean, one to me just seems to be print print or, or reading. And the other seems to be, uh, me, uh, other media. So whether it be video or, or music, what's different in your mind?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I haven't really thought about that, but I guess, you know, obviously you can, in the, all you can eat, you, you have access to everything, but you, it, there's, typically not a freemium model i guess spotify has one but like netflix you know it's binary you're either a member or you're not if you're not sure okay you you Mm -hmm. can't you can't access anything right except uh so that would be one but um other than that i haven't really thought about it um because there are obviously some overlaps here between these models yeah i
2: I was gonna say you know like and and perhaps maybe that maybe the only difference is is that that you know, in the case of Wall Street Journal economists that they are for the most part exclusively creating their own content. Right. Right. So, you know, cause they, they will, they pay all of the journals where now over on, on the, all you can eat library side. Yeah. Netflix does have, as you said, its own, its own programming, but they're also, they're, they're, they're also, um, is it, uh, well, I'm trying to think of the word content, collaborating, uh, con- yeah. uh, it's, it's, cultivating, you know, the d- different content from other sources as well. Sure,
1: sure. And they're not making a distinction. They're not putting a wall between the other content and their own. And just kind of like, no, you can have it all. You know, you're standing. Right. For, you've paid to get in. You can go to the buffet and eat as much as you want type of thing. Yeah. Um, this is actually the one that kind of intrigues me about <laughs> professional firms. But we can come back to that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So what's the third one, Ed? Third one is the private
2: club model, right, which is where you get access to something rare, like let's networking per se. Uh, I think Disney's Club 21 is the example that's used in the book. Uh, So I guess this is this is it's access, but it's access to uh, groups of other like minded people.
1: Right. He, okay. he actually didn't use Disney Club 21. That's mine. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> he used uh, some type of networking group among investors where you had to have, you know, so many millions be worth so many millions. And it's incredibly private. And, you know, they meet around the country and whatever, and, and you, you pay a fortune to get into this club. Kind of like an exclusive country club, right? Augusta would be an example of this, you know, where the networking opportunities are really... Are really the value. It's not right. so much the the content that may be delivered with speakers or whatever, but but the actual ability to network with like situated or like minded people. Um, I used as in Society. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, although I don't think you paid anything for that. I don't know if there's a membership. The mm. price for that but Disney's Club 21 is really really pricey I mean I remember corporate memberships were like 30 grand a year and this was this was 20 years ago uh, and it's the only place in Disneyland that serves booze nice apparently you know there's lots of rumors that Walt was you know borderline alcoholic and he wanted some place where he could drink in Disneyland and since they didn't want any of the concessionaires to sell alcohol of any kind he set up club 21 so he could get booze is, is the, I don't know if it's myth. I, I don't know what, but it's there right. and they have, you have a great chef on premises. I've actually been in the lobby, but you take an elevator up to where the dining room is. It's, um, it's right around, uh, the pirates of the Caribbean ride. There's a little door. It's very discreet. It's got a 21 on it. But if you're a member and you can join as an individual, and back then, I think it was like ten grand a year, and there's monthly dues as well, by the way, which are like three hundred. Well, or hence that would be the
2: subscription piece, yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, it's kind of a two-part, you know, tariff type of thing, and but you get to you you, you get special parking, and it's right up front, mm-hmm. right to the park, and then of course you get into the park for free, and then you know you can you can eat, and they always they have great meal. Apparently, the food is really good. But it's uh, it's pretty exclusive, so that would be yeah. It.
2: You know, now that I'm thinking about, it, a lot of sports teams have this, right? Where yes. they ha- you have the the executive club area of any stadium where you can where you have your the executive suites, but then there's also just u- usually a, a general area where you can go and hobnob with the other, you know, fellow patrons of the team, but also the
1: ones that got money. You know what I'm saying? Right. Sure. It, yeah. Great for organizations that have you know fixed costs, right? I mean, it's there. Um, this is a way to monetize it and, and get some additional money by making it a part of its, part of its appeal is it's exclusive.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, now that I think about it, Ron, the, uh, as, as you know, in, in Allen here, we have a big, pretty big high school football team. Oh uh, yeah. Here. I've seen it. <laughs> and, uh, and there is, there is what's called the touchdown club. hmm Ah, okay. So, and this, you know, if you want to, if you want to get in with the people in Allen,
1: that's um. where you gotta go. What do I have to do to get into the band? Yeah, I guess just show up because it's yeah. eight hundred of them or what? Seven, only seven fifty. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Only seven fifty, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, three of the nine uh, models, Ron. So we're 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 plugging along here. I, I, I again, very intriguing to note that the this whole notion of subscription model is not is not uh, monolithic that there are different ways to look at it. And we're going to be looking at the four through uh, probably six or seven in the next segment. But right now, uh, a word from our sponsor.
4: The future of online TV is here.
0: View exclusive content from your favorite talk
2: radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv
0: today.
4: Wherever your business is headed, Sage has the cloud solution you need to enable mobile accounting and simplify financial management discover how moving your financial data and accounting processes to the cloud can transform your business cloud accounting software from sage can help you make better decisions drive faster responses and gain greater control that's cloud accounting for the journey for more information visit sage.com forward slash us forward slash soe
0: have you ever read a book that changed your life
2: And we are back talking about the subscription business model, part two of our 19-part series on um, subscription business model. I'm kidding. I don't know how many parts we're going to do <laughs> on this, but but, but I but I, I just have a feeling it's going to be a lot. I just have a feeling that this is not this is not something that's going to go away in any anytime soon. And uh, Ron and I will be talking about this for quite some time. But we are taking you through. The nine subscription business models as presented by John Warillo in his 2015 book, The Automatic Customer. And by the way, we're working on trying to get John as a guest. So hopefully we'll be able to unpack some of these di- ideas even a little bit more with him in, in a future episode. Um, number four on his list is called the front of the line model. The front of the line model. Why don't you give that an explanation for us, Ron?
1: Well, you know, giving priority access to a group of your customers. I mean, I guess tech support would be a great example of this, right? I can, can't you pay Microsoft or maybe even Sage, Ed, to get pushed to the front of the line when you have a tech support issue.
2: I, I think our priority is just access to diff- certain people. I don't know if it's automatic front of the line piece, but yeah, that they're, 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 we've experimented with a lot of different things in this area. And, you know, th- this is always a good one. This is uh, – in a way it wasn't Disney did something like this too, with this express pass.
1: Yes. And, and right. universal studio even took it a step further. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, if you go to universal studio, you can buy a one day pass. And I don't know, it's like some, like $150 when I did it. Cause I was just going to be there for one day. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think me and my dad went and we just got to the, you just, you get right to the front of the line on everything. Mm-hmm. You just go everything. You know, special line and you just cut right in front. Now, when they when they introduced this, a lot of people were worried internally. Oh, it's gonna piss people off. You know, we're an egalitarian park. We shouldn't do this. We, <laughs> you know, all of that. But you know what? People accepted. Like, yeah, that those suckers paid. You know, one hundred fifty dollars for one day. That, right. That's crazy. I mean, and and you know, obviously, airlines, uh, freaking flyer club is is kind of similar to this. And from what I understand, if you have satellites. There's ways to you know uh, get priority access if you if your satellite link goes down, um, you know and you're you're the platinum member, you they guarantee that they will switch capacity over to you and keep you running with no downtime. Whereas right. if you're a bronze, you might suffer some some outage or something. Um, so <laughs> there's lots of different versions of the front of the line model. Well, you know, I was just
2: as you were talking about that one that popped into my head and just related back to a show that we did earlier in th- this year, uh, where we talked with. Um, why can't I guy think of the guy's name? But about net neutrality. Oh right, Hazlet, 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 Thomas Hazlet over this because in a sense, this this front of the line model is in a way what the the some of the companies want to do with their their they're uh, bits, right? They're sure. packets, sure. right? And of course now, w- and it just when you said egalitarian, right? Well, we can't have that. We have to right. have an egalitarian internet. Oh, right. really? Come right. on. Everybody's you got know?
1: to get the FedEx package the same day. You can't have two yeah. day, three day, one day, same day. I mean, that's crazy. It's like Gilder mm-hmm. says price controls. Um, right. The other thing, Ed, and this sounds like it's from the stone ages, but when I ran my firm, you know, we had to lease a copy machine because you know this was pr- prior to the internet when filed by uh, you know mm-hmm. hand and you had to make copies well we got the lease that had the uh front of the line model that said hey if this thing goes down especially during busy season you will have a tech on site within 2 hours mm-hmm. it was guaranteed and we paid right. more for that now i don't remember right. what the premium was but it was it was a premium Mm-hmm. and 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 you know you do pull the trigger cuz you know copiers go down and right. so that was that another example
2: but let me let me ask you about that though because okay so and and but did you did, you might not recall this did you pay was that an annual thing or did you pay that monthly and were you able to like come go on and off that i mean cuz no. i think that that's part of the, one of the challenges here to say well if i want to be front of the line great but what if i only want to be front of the line for 3 months
1: Right, no, this was a lease. And I think w- w- it was, a—I I, I wanna say a year or two commitment. So unlike a subscription model where, in theory, you're supposed to be able to move in and out of a subscription model, right? right. With no penalties or any, any type of uh, long-term commitment, it's usually month to month. At least that's what the author of Subscribed thinks
2: yes. uh, should uh-huh.
1: happen, he, he seems to favor that. Um, and ours was a little t- bit different because it was a lease. We just upgraded okay. it with that additional front of the line, you know, option. Right.
2: So you are probably playing monthly, but here again, it might, whether it was a lease or a subscription, but you you probably didn't think about, oh well, I, uh, it, it's September. It doesn't matter. Why? You know, I, I now I'm really mad that I have to pay this extra right now.
1: Right. No, we just knew that it was critical in those four months, and and actually sure. probably six when you when you think about it, because there's an October and a September. Yeah. Right, right, and all right. that so you know it just made sense to do it i don't think they offered it on a monthly thing it was just part of the package, part it of the package. Got it. yeah Got it. and it was a monthly price yeah gotcha. so all right next one ed what is it uh Number the five. consumables the
2: consumables model i mean this is this is one we all pretty much understand right where things that things that need to be replenished from time to time uh, the, the Shave of the Month Club, or um, Harry's Razors, right? That would yep. be a, more examples of this. Uh, I do wish this was around when my kids were younger. That would have been disposable diapers. <laughs> diapers Absolutely yep. would have been totally signed on for that one. Um, <laughs> if I never had to go t- up to Target at 2 o'clock in the morning to get th- disposable <laughs> diapers, I would have been a very happy person. Yeah.
1: so. Uh, there's a company he talks about that that does socks by subscription and and it, what's really kind of cool about it although I think it' sounds absurd to subscribe to a company that sends you socks but they're different types and they're you know the material is supposed to be just incredible and they always surprise you with something new or some new design or whatever and people literally subscribe to socks as a thriving flourishing business
2: mm-hmm yeah. I mean, you know, and it, it look, it, it, what, what, what is a consumable, right? I mean, uh, like the, the, I mean, we, I know we talked about this on the previous episode, but the notion of subscribing to a roof seems absurd. And until Ron, you live in Texas and realize that every spring there's going to be hailstorms storms that come through and every spring you're at risk for hail damage. Even if you just put a new roof on sure. last year.
1: Sure. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So yeah, no, it's it's so true. And the sixth one, Ed, is the surprise box model. And I, I really found this interesting because, you know, this is like a curated package of goodies, sometimes samples like, you know, beer from around the world. I'm sure you've seen that club. And, of course, wineries, wineries out here in Sonoma and, and I'm sure all over are big on selling the wine club.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Um,
1: and they put a lot of emphasis and in marketing into getting subscribers to the wine club because that is just monthly recurring revenue. I remember talking to a guy who owns a winery that I really like, by the way up in Hillsborough called Williamson and he, it's an Australian couple. And he said, look, he said, uh, if, if, if I get a thousand wine club m- members, I'm set. I don't care about the foot traffic in the tasting room. I don't care if anybody ever shows up to my winery, but mm-hmm. if I can have a thousand wine club members. I'm I'm doing really really well. Sure. So um, yeah, he talked about you know there's there's a outfit now that will sell you a subscription to curated uh, chocolate. Pre- mm-hmm. I mean like premium chocolate from Belgium and around the world. You know, and you get a sample whatever every quarter whatever it is, um, and that's that's kind of the surprise box model. And there's others with cosmetic firms are good at this, you know new creams new new makeup they and so so there was a couple of those examples and he had lots of examples for each one of these
2: yeah no my my, we uh, my uh for my father-in-law every year at christmas we get him the uh, something of the month club we've been doing or my wife has been doing this for probably 10 years Uh, he we we, usually it's like fruit of the month or wine of the month or and you know chocolate we've done this but my all-time favorite was the sardine (laughs) of the month (laughs) oh geez that sounds that's, good <laughs> yeah if you're like sardines that's uh, which he does uh you know what i'm sorry it wasn't sardines It was anchovies and Ancho-
1: oh okay anchovies. well anchovies. now that anchovies. i could get into anchovies anchovies, anchovies. sorry very not... cool yeah sardines didn't sound too appealing though no, those <laughs> are okay but not anchovies are really good
2: anchovies are good so anchovy, you be you're you're in all in on the anchovy of the I, month this... on the pi-
1: uh, <laughs> yeah and on the pizza by the way I- Definitely, the only only guy that orders the anchovies on the pizza.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you and he would get along real good there. And well, and again, overlap here between the consumables model, but I think that the 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 difference in this one is that notion of surprise. You're not quite sure what's coming. Uh, right. You get a chance to sample different things that you all otherwise might not have. You know, like the razor of the month and diaper of the month isn't going to surprise you by you know sending you something that is outside the norm, so
1: to right. speak. So. And 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 that's what I love about this model, Ed, because even a and even an outfit like Harry's Razor, yep. right? It, it, okay, they started out by selling a razor, but then they said, you know, we really kind of want to take over the bathroom. And so now they have shave cream and soap and, you know, everything that you use in the bathroom, toothpaste, deodorant, everything. And it just yep. it, it makes you think about the customer circumstances and work backwards. And that's one of the things I love about this model is it blows up the silo because it puts the customer experience front and center.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, and and look, and I think this is one of the important points about this, and and this is going back to the first thing, one of the first things we're talking about, which is Amazon having the subscription doesn't necessarily mean always some kind of an all you can eat. Like I, our, the Amazon prime doesn't mean I pay one price and just order <laughs> stuff from Amazon, from Amazon and they send it to
1: me. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah.
2: So it's, so what you're doing is, but, but creating some kind of a, a, a subscription that allows some kind of tie in where then you can, you can always add on the additional stuff like, okay, well now I need to order, you know, batteries and I'm going to pay for the batteries. Right. right? And 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 I th- and I think that's really the beauty of this whole thing is is the fact that you can get incredibly creative
1: with all of this stuff. Um, and, and given what they know about the behavior, because Amazon has innovated, right? First, when it came out, it was just shipping, and now it's uh, well, you can get Prime Video, and you can have access to our uh, music streaming and all that. But also, I think it would be pretty easy. Think about Amazon's potential to surprise. To surprise us, mm-hmm. you know, send us a book that, you know, we, you know, people that bought this book, but I mean, they could do this in a targeted and targeted way for their best customers, at least, and delight the heck out of people. Right. Right. I mean, yep. at very little cost. Yeah. And and boy, that's, you can't do that in any other type of model where you're just selling to the masses.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of just, you know, people who read have people who read this or people who have ordered this have also gotten that. What if they just s- sent that book to you or you are on a list of uh, of your favorite authors? And when George Gilder's new new book comes out, you automatically get a little bit ahead of time.
1: Right. Or you get the paperback version when it comes out, you know, right. Like, well, whatever. Yeah, there's all sorts of things they can do there. So obviously there's, you know, some interla- the overlap between like the surprise box and the all you can eat and all of this. But um, I-, I think he did a really good job breaking out these business models, making you think about which ones would apply to your particular business.
2: Yeah, for sure. And we got three more to go. But right now we want to remind you that you can get a hold of Ron or me. Via email at ask, T-S-O-E, at We do love to hear from you, so please keep those emails coming. What you can do for us, why don't you do this during this holiday season, take a break as you're listening to the show. Hit pause if you're listening to it, and go on out to iTunes or wherever you do listen and rate the show. Uh, ratings are great. We love to get those ratings, but even better if you wouldn't mind carving out a, a two- or three-sentence uh, uh, thoughts on why you uh, love to listen to The Soul of Enterprise and why it's your favorite podcast that really helps us help others uh, find this show as well. But right now, a word from our sponsor and my employer, Sage.
3: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN.
4: Wherever your business is headed, Sage has the cloud solution you need to enable mobile accounting and simplify financial management. Discover how moving your financial data and accounting processes to the cloud can transform your business. Cloud accounting software from Sage can help you make better decisions, drive faster responses, and gain greater control. That's cloud accounting for the journey. For more information, visit sage.com forward slash U.S. forward slash S.O.E. There is no blueprint for running the perfect firm. No way to know the challenges you'll face. But your journey does not have to be an odyssey. Experience what it is like for every part of your firm to be connected. Experience a practice management tool where everything is just a click away. Experience Office Tools. To learn more, visit OfficeTools.com.
0: Have you ever read a book that changed your life?
1: Well, welcome back, everybody. We're doing the subscription model or business model part two, and talking about the book, The Automatic Customer. And the seventh model, Ed, and this one was really interesting uh, because of the example he gave. It's called the simplifier model. So you try and Hmm. simplify your customer's life. And I guess, you know, things in here would be like the the dog walking apps and, you know, babysitter apps. I mean, that kind of simplifies your life, right? To be able to. Find a babysitter or somebody to take care of your dog or at least walk them. But the example he gave of a company, I believe it's in the DC, Virginia suburbs area, uh-huh. is the Hassle Free Home Services, which for like $350 a month, this company comes in and they take care of all your home maintenance. So I mean, they'll you know fix door hinges, and they'll fix smoke alarm batteries, and test smoke alarms, and and swap them out if they're not working. That you know screens on your window. I mean, just all the crap on your to do list on the weekend in uh-huh. your house. They do it all. You you wow. don't have to think about it for for three fifty a month. Now that they will do bigger jobs, and and that would be out of scope, right? And, uh, uh, and it's 50% of their revenue, by the way, which is fascinating because who are you going to hire? Right. (laughs) You know, if, if, if your I don't know, your sliding glass door breaks or the window gets shattered by something. I mean, yeah, you're just going to have them do it. And, and of course that would be out of scope. They'd have to go out and buy a door, paint a glass or whatever, but that's half their revenue. And so his point about this is you don't need to bundle all of your services. You can just pick the ones that are kind of maintenance. And I'm thinking about this in the context of professional firms and say, well, you know, well, yeah, Q&A, uh, access, tax compliance, you know, compliance services, that stuff should be on a subscription like this. And then you can do the out of scope stuff, uh, you know, on a, on a change request basis. Right, or just a
2: separate separate projects as separate engagement. Right. But again, who are they going to go to? Well, you,
1: right? <laughs> That's because again, the the thing I'm just I love about this model is you're subscribing to a company, not a product right. or a service. And boy does does anything uh, does anything um, really drive that home more than the Porsche Passport? Porsche no. Passport dot com. It, it's amazing.
2: Yeah. We were looking at this today. This is a thing that Porsche has come out. Oh, it's only right now in the Greater Atlanta area. But right on the website, it says you know if you drop your name and email address and zip code in there, they'll let you know when they're coming to you. But it's it, and it's only two levels. We're gonna give them some coaching, Ron. They really need a third level.
1: Yes, in they there, do.
2: right? They do. But it's uh for for two thousand dollars a month or three thousand dollars a month. I think it's the the three thousand gets you access to the to the nine eleven. It's really sure. what it comes yes. down to. Right. So previously, but you, what you can do is you can, you, they will, they will, they will not lease you because it's, it's a subscription. Um, any, any car, uh, uh, in Porsche's line, the Cheyenne, the Boxster, Carrera, whatever. And then, but it's not a, not a situation where it's it. You, you don't own the car. In fact, Porsche not only pays for the maintenance, everything except gas. They also pay ready the
1: insurance, Yep. And registration, I mean, it's, it's all inclusive and the thing that's really like you said you're not tied to a car this is not a lease there is no mileage restriction none no
2: and unlimited flipping unlimited like flipping. Oh, i want to drive i want to drive something else on the weekend
1: yep and and you know all you you just have to pay a month at a time i guess you can't cancel like within a month and get a prorated refund or something right isn't that kind of what it right. said
2: yeah but, it's a sign up it's a 31 day sign up that's it and you yeah. can just
1: do it completely totally month to month it just that that's just phenomenal. I—I There are so many ramifications to that. I can't even begin to wrap my head around it. Like, what's this due to the dealer networks? I, this may be a very covert strategy to get around the laws in every state, practically, that say that a car manufacturer cannot sell directly to the consumer, that they have to go through a brick and mortar dealer. And I think there's laws in 49 states. I think Alaska is the only exception. Arizona might be. I forget, though. but. I mean, that, that's incredibly onerous because yeah. I think the car companies would love to sell directly to the consumer and bypass the dealer network. And maybe that's what this is doing. I, I don't know enough about it to know if that's what maybe Porsche is working with the dealers and sharing some of the subscription revenue. I'd be yeah. really curious to know that.
2: I don't know I don't know all right but Ron we all got right. about four minutes left let's get yeah. through the last two okay the the number eight on the list is the network model and this is where you get partial access to expensive infrastructure um, so things like a car right but more like the zip car right right more like the, the it's the 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 cars type services ra- rather than what Porsche is talking about.
1: Right, right, where you can just get a car on the go and then just kind of just drop it off and, you know, that's it. And it's just locks and the next person gets it. In fact, Zipcar was so successful, it was acquired by Avis. jets would be another one, right, where you, or not net jets, but, you know, the 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 sharing of a jet, right, mm-hmm. where you get a fourth ownership or something like that. And and, and obviously, even, dare I say it, uh, you know, uh, condos. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. uh, timeshares, timeshares. Yes. Because the the network effect is big there because, you know, I'd want to be able to trade, right, and go to different places. So that's the network. And the last one, Ed, is the peace of mind model, which is insurance against something your customers hope they'll never need, right? And he talks about TAG, which is a pet tracking service. But I started thinking about, well, you know, if you're a law firm or an accounting firm, IRS audit representation, if you're an IT firm, uh, turnover insurance, you know, offering turnover. If your uh, customer loses a key employee that you know knows how to operate intact, that your your company will send somebody in to train the new person, or maybe even provide um, you know temporary help until they can hire a new person, or maybe even help them find a new person. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, right. There's so many right. things you can do there. Um, LoJack now has got uh, you know. Um, apps for uh, keeping track of your laptop and and, and and Alzheimer's suffers, you know, so rather than just putting a low jack on your car, which are completely practically obsolete now, uh, why not putting a low jack on somebody who suffers from Alzheimer's? So if they wander mm-hmm. off, you know, so there, there's all sorts of ways to help your clients or your customers mitigate risk. And, mm-hmm. and that's what that's what this is about, you know. What what is that peace of mind? What is that we sell sleep uh, aspect of what it is that you do, and mm-hmm. look to turn that into a subscription?
2: Yep, yep. And, and I mean, this is what we I used to talk about in my my access level agreement class. I mean, I think the access level agreement really was just a, a nation to attempt at at this kind of subscription thing to create this peace of mind. You know, I used to call it uh, not insurance but assurance. Um, and, but I, but I think that there's, there's an insurance piece that that's definitely a part of this. And like you said, it's as we've talked about on probably dozens of shows, Ron, uh, profits come from risk. So what you have to do is you have to figure out a way to, of relieving and taking that risk off of your customer's plate and then turning it into something that you can then create a profit around if you do it on for enough customers.
1: Yep. And and then you don't have to worry about, oh, but they went out of scope and, oh, I had to do the PBCs and I had to reconcile another credit card and it took me an extra three hours. So what? I mean, <laughs> now now we're looking at an actuarial calculation where if you sell insurance across your customer base, 20% of them are going to drive it. It's, it's the concierge medicine model. Right. And that's what's so intriguing to me about number two, which is the all-you-can-eat library model, and also this number nine, the The peace of mind model so just uh highly recommend this book folks we will definitely link to it in the show notes the automatic customer along with the nine models that uh, ed and i discussed over today's show and uh ed what is up for next week
2: well, Ron, next week we're going to take our holiday break, and we will be replaying our show, which is Business Lessons from a Christmas Carol. So, <laughs> therefore, we will not see you in 167 hours, but we will see you in 335 hours for our Free Rider Friday show on at the end of December
1: right uh and and we did that christmas carol show back in 2015 i think it was episode number 79 it's just it is one of my favorite because it's such a great book all (laughs) right so uh, i'm looking forward to it and i'll see you in how many ever hours it is
2: 335 hours all right
1: This has been the Soul of Enterprise, business and the knowledge economy, sponsored by Sage, energizing business builders around the world through the imagination of our people and the power of technology. Join us next week, folks. Uh, uh, well, in two weeks, actually. Next week, we're running uh, the best of TSOE, the business lessons from a Christmas Carol, which is a great show. In the meantime, check us out at thesoulofenterprise.com. We'll have full show notes. And you can contact Ed and myself at asktsoe.bearsage.com. Have a great weekend, folks.
0: Thank you.